0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Kieker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live, I'm Steve Keeker president of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. one 1-800- 800 331-6445. You can also visit online. It's a good website. Check it out. I think you'll like it. That's at Senior Care Live, L I V E, Senior Care Live.com. All right, so we have a really, really interesting program today. We're going to talk about the efficacy of -of point-of-service testing in breast cancer. And today, my guests are Dr. Jennifer Klemp and Dr. Jody Barr. And Dr. Klemp is an associate professor of medicine in the Division of Clinical Oncology at the University of Kansas Cancer Center and the founder and CEO of the Cancer Survivorship Training program. And Dr. Barr is a physician with LMH Oncology and Hematology Center in Lawrence, Kansas. And she's board certified in oncology and hematology. And the LMH Health is a member of the Masonic Cancer Alliance, which is an outreach network of the University of Kansas Cancer Center. Formerly known as the Midwest Cancer Alliance. The Masonic Cancer Alliance recently changed its name in recognition of a generous donation from the Kansas Mason. So today we're going to discuss a program launched by KU Cancer Center that's designed to improve community oncology providers' knowledge of genetic testing in breast cancer. And the program, which is called Efficacy of Point-of-Service Testing in Breast Cancer, or EPOST, For short, is based on the Project ECHO model, which links specialists at academic institutions with clinicians and teams in local communities. So, Dr. Klemp, let's start with you first. What is the ePost program and what does it provide?
2: Well, hi, Steve, and thank you for having me today. You bet, you bet. So, the ePost BC program came about with some generous funding from the association of community cancer centers or a C and Pfizer who put out a grant opportunity to increase genetic testing in women with breast cancer. And part of the reason for that funding opportunity is because there's guidelines that tell us as healthcare professionals who qualifies for genetic testing, how it would benefit them for treatment planning prevention and screening and gives us opportunity to get that type of testing paid for. So when the guidelines keep changing, it's really hard for community practices and academic practices to keep up with those changing times. So we leveraged um, a platform which is called Project Echo, which is a kind of a companion of didactic or some some prescripted education along with case-based learning. So how do we really take practical solutions, what does it look like in clinic, and learn from each other? In a collaborative community of practice, so that's really what we we embarked on.
0: And you know, last month uh, with Dr. Doolittle, uh, we had uh, we had talked about uh, collaboration. That that's a constant theme with the Masonic Cancer Alliance uh, and and the collaboration with uh, you know clinicians, uh, obviously at Ku Medical Center uh, and. and collaborating with providers out in the rural communities uh, and and guess what the the entire boat rises when we all work together
2: absolutely and uh, luckily i've had the opportunity to work really across the state for about the past 15 years, supporting clinics and practices with genetic testing. So this is a way instead of, which I still love going out and visiting folks in person, but this is a way for us to also have that virtual community of practice and really up the game in in helping um, both clinicians and their whole care team understand how to, develop a better workflow. How do we identify patients? How do we get them tested? And then what do we do with that information? So the Project ECHO allows us to bring together experts and, and providers from across the state. Um, we meet once a month and we had five sessions uh, really diving deeper into the key elements of genetic testing.
0: Okay. And when did the EPOS program get started? And then, and then what was the rationale in the very beginning to sure. for starting that?
2: Yeah, we did a kickoff meeting in April um, at the Masonic Cancer Alliance annual meeting. Mm-hmm. And it was a way for us to really get people excited about this concept of yes, we have some expertise, but so do all of our partners across the state. And how could we better share that? And through this opportunity, we decided that that a statewide project Echo um, was really going to be a great opportunity for all of us to meet the needs. Of right now, I would say, and Dr. Barr can correct me uh, because this number is like a moving target. We should be testing probably 60, 70 percent of our patients with Hmm. breast cancer right now. So that means if you're new in the door or if you've been um, seeing your oncologist or you're now being followed by primary care, there's so many people out that haven't been tested that need to be. And the guidelines are changing, so our surgeon colleagues would really like us to test every woman with breast cancer. So the only way to keep up with that is to really bring testing back to the clinic and then allow us to use the genetic experts we have, like genetic counselors and medical geneticists, as really part of the team, but they can't handle that volume either. So how do we really use the whole team and the experts to deliver care the patient where they're being cared for
0: and you know i'm i'm always reading about some new advance some new breakthrough some new treatment that's just been spectacularly effective and so all of this testing and all of this research goes into at some point hopefully preventing or if, if the breast cancer does uh, present itself, then, then beating that uh, so that someone can live, uh, you know, post-cancer surgery or treatment for a very long time. And, and this being National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, this is very, very timely, our, our discussion here today. So uh, who can participate in the ePost program?
2: So currently this program is open um, to providers across the state of Kansas, and that could be an independent oncology practice, a hospital. And so we have great partners. We, we have um, over 90 individuals who are registered for the program, but every month we have over 30 people who participate, which is a really good turnout when you're trying to reach folks um, really from, from east to west across the state. The other important piece of this is we do want the whole team to participate. So we have physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, nurses, navigators, registrars. So by the whole team being part of it, we really can understand the role of each of those team members and how they work better together.
0: All right. Excellent. 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 So, uh, Dr. Barr, how did you learn about the epost program?
1: Yeah, so we learned about it through our membership um, with the Masonic Cancer Alliance. We were really, really excited to be able to be a part of MCA. It really affords us the opportunity, like Dr. Clem said, to collaborate with our, our fellow you know, professionals really across the state and, mm-hmm. and our experts at University of Kansas. So uh, initially this all started. We found a gap in our service line and what that was was survivorship. And we felt like, gosh, how do we even start this huge program? So through the Masonic Cancer Alliance, we were able to work hand in hand with them and Dr. Clem to really build this amazing program which mm-hmm. we have up and running. Okay. So through our conversations were that we, we got to find out about this great program with the epost.
0: Okay, and as part of the epost program, uh, what does your participation involve?
1: Yeah, so like Dr. Clem said, we, it's a, a virtual um, world. So we, we log in, it's five sessions, um, about an hour each. Uh, we start out with that didactic. So we have that background information. And then the really cool part of all of this is we actually have actual case presentations. And I think that's where most of our, our learning about all the updates in genetics comes from. And we're able to bounce ideas off each other and really collaborate and, and learn about the changing genetics.
0: And so you're talking about we're, we're utilizing the virtual world here, which, you know, the technology is, is a beautiful thing. So, so again, last month, uh, Dr. Wolf Birchfield and, and uh, she we were talking about using iPads. Uh, and sending them out into the rural communities and and uh, we had a specific example of and we talked specifically about the telehospice program mm-hmm. last month but uh it, it, if you're in Western Kansas, you may be two or three hours away from getting into Hayes, Kansas to see a specialist and, uh, and you're eliminating the windshield time and maybe having a hospice nurse or another hospice representative go out and there's a high level of security and you're using iPad and there's a specific uh, technology, but there can be diagnosis, there can be you know orders updated, I mean, all kinds of things uh, that can happen. So uh, really, really happy to hear that this is just, this continues to work. Uh, for our, Listeners, if you're interested in learning more about the work with the Masonic, the excuse me, the Masonic Cancer Alliance, uh, you can log on to the website. It's really good, MasonicCancerAlliance.org. That's MasonicCancerAlliance.org, or you could call the program director, Hope Krabel, and that phone number is nine one three five eight eight three seven three nine. So that's nine one three five eight eight Three seven three nine, And again, the Midwest Cancer Alliance has had a name change to Masonic Cancer Alliance, and uh, we're just really, really excited to be able to talk about that today. So uh, at the end of this segment, we always do the Senior Care Live Question of the Week, and so we'll do that now. All right, it's more of a statement of the week. Women in the United States have a 1 in 8 chance of getting breast cancer in their lifetime is that statement true or false we'll have the answer right after the break you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445 i'll be right back Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. one 800 331 6445 And don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device, super easy to do. Go to seniorcarelive.com, just click on the big microphone right there on the homepage or the listen live button. Give it a few seconds to connect and it'll immediately begin to streaming uh, to your your phone, your tablet, your computer and whatever you have and it really is that easy. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. And this is a true or false. Women in the United States have a one in eight chance of getting breast cancer in their lifetime. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is...
1: That is true. Okay. So when we uh, look at, at breast cancer, we... Uh, luckily, we have such amazing technology available now. We are bringing that number close, closer down to zero, and that is our goal with, with screening as well as genetics, which we're talking about today, is that, that we can prevent breast cancer and bring that number down to zero.
0: Yeah, and I was doing the math earlier. Now, I didn't major in math. I was think about one in 16. Oh, no, it says one in 12.5. And that number is way too high. I imagine it was it's been a lot worse. Uh, and, and it keeps coming down uh, it, all the time. So keep keep working. This, this is a big, big, big deal. So uh, today, I'm visiting with Dr. Klemp and mm-hmm. Dr. Barr. We're having a great conversation about the ePost program. So, can you each share some takeaways that you've gained from the ePost program so far? And this is brand new. I didn't realize it was that new. Uh, just this last March. So, uh, what are some takeaways that you have uh, about the, with the program so far?
1: So our takeaway coming from a community center is really the ability to stay up to date on genetics. Like Dr. Klum said, this is really changing rapidly from day to day. And so trying to figure out how to implement these this testing. And so our patients actually are able to get in, get this testing done within their community. And also that extends to their family members as well. So that it's really pretty amazing to be able to collaborate and to be able to build, build that program. Program. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And uh, I think building on what Dr. Barr mentioned is that by forming this community of practice, we really do have an opportunity to support each other and not just with this topic, but with other topics related to survivorship and treatment and advances in care. And when we work in isolation, it's just not as much fun and it's not as good for the patient. So being able to have this community of practice allows us to um you know, run ideas by each other and really collaborate with the best intention of caring for the patient. And in our opinion, close to home, there's no reason patients should have to travel unless we do have some sort of phase one trial that's only available in Kansas City. But if we can help coordinate and navigate their care close to home, I think that's what's really important.
0: And you're able to reach uh, people all over the state of Kansas, even in the most rural areas and Western Missouri as well.
2: That's correct. And my own clinical practice is all telegenetics now. And it's great because I can see a patient in Hayes, a patient in Liberal, and a patient in Topeka all, you know, within the same three-hour block. Wow. So it really helps us, you know, democratize access to genetics and then get those individuals to experts as needed.
0: Okay, excellent. So if others would like to implement a similar initiative, what do they need to consider?
1: (laughs) Coming from our perspective from a community program, we've learned that it really does take a multidisciplinary team. So you need a collaboration with an organization like the Masonic Cancer Alliance. This has allowed us to really be able to reach across the state and have our experts to be able to put in these type of programs.
2: And I, I also think what it takes is champions like Dr. Barr is a champion uh, at Lawrence Memorial Hospital. And without a champion, it's really hard to to make change happen. And so we are lucky I think across the state to have so many champions and helping to facilitate evidence-based care to their patients and having that enthusiasm to bring that that to their patients I think is is really important.
0: And you know, I just thought of something. As a healthcare consumer, I'm just a guy, you know, living out here with my my family, you know, my children, you know, my my mom, and etc. Uh, and, and some people see healthcare as this this big competitive environment, and it is somewhat competitive. So I'll say that is very refreshing to learn about all of this collaboration and everyone working together and you can compete, but you can also work together and ultimately who wins the people win. the residents win and, uh, and they may have uh, uh, you know, some genetic testing. They may have some treatment that they otherwise, maybe they wouldn't have had the opportunity to do, to do that. And everyone wins with this collaboration and this, this teamwork.
2: Absolutely. And I think the more we can remember that, I think people worry about the competitive factors, um, but through the Midwest or the Masonic Cancer Alliance, I think it's really been a nice model to show we aren't all part of the same health system, but we work together for clinical trials for increasing evidence-based care and all the different initiatives. So I think that really demonstrates that this can be done and we can all play well in the sandbox.
0: That's right. And, And, and it's smart too, because now you have, you know, 10 times the resources, 100 times the resources. It's not up to just one, uh, one group or one, uh, you know, one entity to, to carry that entire load. So I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, Dr. Barr, what's, what makes your participation in the ePost program uh, valuable or beneficial?
1: I think the most beneficial part of the epost is to be able to create best practices. How can we create a program that's going to extend to all of our patients and really give them the most beneficial care that, that we can give them?
0: Okay. And uh, as we approach the end of today's segment, Dr. Klemp, what is your ultimate hope for the epost program? I think the ultimate
2: hope for EPOST is that we extend it outside breast cancer. So we're working on gynecologic cancers, prostate cancer. It really needs to extend to pretty much any type of cancer. So the opportunity to bring testing right there in the clinic, regardless of the type of testing, and have experts to support that model is my ultimate goal.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. If you would like to just learn more about this, if you're a healthcare specialist or group out there and you you want to say you're saying, you know, how how can we get in on this? How can we collaborate? Contact the Masonic Cancer Alliance at masoniccanceralliance.org or you can also reach out to the program director Hope Crable, at 913-588-37 And as I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, or of the program, the Midwest Cancer Alliance is now the Masonic Cancer Alliance. And the name change is in recognition of a generous gift made by the Kansas Masons to support efforts to prevent cancer and improve the lives of people all in our area. And and this this reaches all throughout the state of Kansas and into Western Missouri. The Masonic Cancer Alliance serves the state of Kansas and Western Missouri as the outreach network of the University of Kansas Cancer Center. The Kansas Masons have supported the KU Cancer Center for more than 40 years, contributing more than $30 million to the KU Cancer Center cancer center research efforts that's just amazing have focused their support on the cancer center's goal of improving the health of the region and obtaining comprehensive designation from the national cancer institute the new gift will allow the masonic cancer alliance to continue to support rural research and provider education as well as expand to support primary care providers in their cancer control efforts that is just amazing so dr Barr and dr klemp thanks so much for being here today i really appreciate your time
1: Thanks Thanks
0: for having us. All right. We'll have more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll free number anytime. It's 1 800 331 6445. 1 800 331 6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, Maybe you want to share the program with someone else or maybe you just want to go back and hear it again. No worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the podcast tab and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. They're in chronological order from the most recent one and then back. Uh, Find the one you want. Click the play button. Again, give it a few seconds to connect and it'll stream to your electronic device and lots and lots of thousands of people uh, listen to the podcast. Many people even subscribe to the podcast. So they just, they, they hear it every week. Uh, A lot of people will download those and then they'll just listen to them when they can on long car rides or just whenever they can get to that. So feel free to help yourself. Uh, It's just a great way to connect uh, with the program and keep up with it. All right, just want to say a special thanks again to just the wonderful Dr. Klemp and Dr. Barr. Uh, Today we were talking about the efficacy of of point-of-service testing in breast cancer, the EPOST program, and uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, and, and just just a, a huge thank you to the Kansas Masons for your generous gift, uh, and then and then and then congratulations on on uh, changing the name from the Midwest Cancer Alliance to the Masonic Cancer Alliance at MasonicCancerAlliance.org. dot uh, Just just an amazing teamwork, and this helps. Everyone in our entire region, uh, in the area of cancer, and uh, and it's going to be uh, as as Dr. Clint mentioned. You know, her her vision for this is to have this expand into some other areas as well. Uh, it's all about collaboration and just combining all of the intellectual knowledge and horsepower and efforts. Uh, to to uh, it's 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 a rising tide, and and everyone everyone, and I mean everyone wins in that type of a situation and this will allow the uh, the Masonic Cancer Alliance to continue its excellent excellent work. So I'm just really really excited about that. All right, so we're going to shift gears now and talk about a specific way to pay for long-term care, so we're we're talking about paying for you know assisted living, long-term care, home care, and those sort of things. Uh, and as previously mentioned in many of the episodes, when we focus on how to pay for long-term care, you know we talk about private pay, is spending your own money, using your own resources for care. Uh, We've talked about Medicare, it's it's medical coverage, think of it as your health insurance, uh, if you're over 65, and uh, you've got Part A, Part B, and then supplements, Part D for medications, and it gets pretty confusing. And by the way, just a program note, uh, next week in the second half of the program, I will have Mark Squires, an absolute Medicare expert, and we're going to cover a lot of mileage in just two short segments. You don't want to miss that. That's coming up this next week. Uh, You could. also use uh, and count on the VA aid and attendance benefit if you are a qualifying veteran or the spouse a surviving spouse of a veteran and uh, we're going to be talking about that in November with a VFW veteran service officer we're going to break that down for you and give you a lot of tremendous information but uh, uh, today I just want to want to focus on long-term care insurance and I'll tell you what Somehow, and I'm not sure how. Somehow, it kind of gets a a a bad rap a little bit. I I think so. uh, uh, I think I have people ask me all the time, Steve. My my parents, you know, they don't have long term care insurance, and I'm seeing the cost, you know, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month for assisted living, uh, long term care. $8,000 to upwards of $14,000 a month uh, for for long-term care, you know, nursing support. Uh, There's no way that my wife and I are going to be able to ever afford that. Uh, And, you know, we've been thinking about this long-term care insurance. Do you think we should get it? And how important do you think it is? And I immediately, with no hesitation, yes, you should get it. And how important is it? I think it's just as important as your health insurance. every bit as important as your health insurance. So it's a very specific type of insurance policy that will pay for you know your home care services, adult daycare services, assisted living, and of course that long-term care or nursing home care. So uh, it, it it pays very, very specifically for that type of care. That's why it's called long-term care insurance. And, uh, and I, I think it's every bit as important as your healthcare coverage, period. But Steve, you know, it might cost me an extra, you know, two hundred dollars a month. Gosh, that's a lot of money. What if I don't use it? And I'm like, uh, sir or ma'am, <laughs> if you don't use your long term care insurance policy, congratulations. You just won the lottery. <laughs> and uh, it's not quite lottery odds, but I'll, I'll tell you, the national numbers that's just consistently reported, 75% of all of us, all of us, 75% will use, pay for, and need and require long-term care at some point in our lives. So if you're the 25% that, uh, that, that will not need long-term care, and so your long-term care insurance wouldn't pay out. Uh, that's a very, very good thing. Well, Steve, you know, I'm pretty healthy. You know, I'm relatively young uh, and, and I just, uh, I just don't see it. I just don't want to throw my money away. You know, why would I spend all that money if maybe I won't use it? Okay, so let's go through the analogies. Do you pay car insurance every month? Well, yeah. Well, have you used it? Well no, I've never been in a wreck. Well then why are you paying for that insurance if you haven't used it? It just doesn't make sense. What you're you're buying protection and, and you're and you're you're basically paying to shift that risk or that responsibility of payment to uh, someone else, meaning the insurance company, your house, your homeowner's insurance. Now, I'm, I better knock on wood, you know, I've lived in homes for a long time. I have paid a serious amount of money in homeowner's insurance, and I have yet to date, yet. To, to file a claim, a homeowner's insurance claim. And guess what? I am as happy as a clam. <laughs> I'm extremely happy that I have not filed or had to file a homeowner's insurance claim, because that means I haven't had damage or enough damage to file, you know, for a roof or, you know, whatever. And so I'm happy to do that because if, God forbid if there is a tornado or some significant wind damage or hail that requires, uh, you know, a $15,000 new roof or whatever, uh, you know, I'm going to pay a deductible and then my insurance company is going to foot the majority of that bill. So that is what this is all about. Uh, these policies are much better than, you know, way back in the old days in the early 90s. They, these things used to be basically a nursing home policy. Well, that's, that's not very exciting, uh, well, it'll only pay if you move to a nursing home. Well, what, So uh, uh, p- most people just didn't get too excited about that. Again, today's policy pays for, again, home care, adult g- adult daycare, assisted living, and of course, long-term care nursing home costs. So this is what I recommend as far as the variables. And elimination period, which is your deductible, uh, I recommend 90 days That means that you would pay the cost for the first 90 days, and then on the 91st day, the long-term care insurance policy starts paying out its daily benefit. Now, you can buy a, a shorter elimination period, 60 days, 30 days, zero days. That just means that the smaller your deductible, the higher the monthly premium. Okay, so that's how that works. 90 days is a pretty normal uh, deductible. And again, they call it an elimination period for some strange reason. It's a deductible. I like to speak in English. It's a deductible. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that 90 days uh, less uh, is great. That just means your premium is going to go up a little bit. Okay, I'm going to recommend a daily benefit, a minimum daily benefit of $200 a day. And if you can get more, uh, I think I might, I'm just about officially going to recommend 250. Dollars a day because a semi kind of a worst case scenario, a semi-private room in a long-term care community is approaching $7,000 uh, on the, uh, on the average. So if you had $250 a day, that's 7,500 uh, a month, and that's going to take care of pretty much anywhere in this entire region for a semi-private uh, room in a nursing home. Oh, and it'll also pay for pretty much every single assisted living facility around, um, but a minimum of two hundred dollars a day, that'll cover cover the majority of the cost. Uh, as far as the the term, I recommend a five year term on the policy. You can no longer buy those lifetime policies. The insurance companies lost their shirts on that one, and you can't even buy that anymore. Uh, But a five-year term, you're going to cover the national averages of 2.4 years in assisted living. 59% of those residents require an upgrade to long-term care where the average length of stay is 2.4 years. They're within days of each other. There's your five-year term. Uh, Longer is better, but that would cover the averages, and then this is a gotta have, not negotiable, in my opinion, a five percent inflation writer. That means every year that two hundred dollars a day, whatever your benefit is uh, per day, it, it inches up five percent every single year. And what that does is that keeps up with the rising cost of of the care because it it. Trust me, it's going up three to five percent per year like clockwork. So if you don't have that rider and 20 years later, you're only going to afford about half of your long term care cost. You don't want to get caught. And then I don't have time to go in depth, but uh, I must say your policy must be a state partnership plan. If it is not, check with your long term care insurance representative and make sure or switch it to a state partnership plan. And trust me, you will thank me for that and right after the break i have a consumer alert you're not going to want to miss that don't go away i'll be right back you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445 i'll be right back Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Also, just want to put a footnote on the uh, overview of long-term care insurance. When is the right time to buy the insurance, I don't. I don't think you need to be buying it at age twenty. Uh, but you know, my recommendation, and I've had this supported pretty much throughout, uh, just about everyone I've ever spoken with, uh, age fifty-five plus or minus five years. That is the sweet spot where it, it'll be the most reasonable price versus when you would statistically uh, need that coverage. So 55 plus or minus five years, our friend, Dave Ramsey, love him to pieces. He says, don't buy it until your 60th birthday. And on that day, your birthday present can be the long-term care insurance policy, uh, for you and your spouse, uh, or, you know, together or individually. And, um, So my only only hesitation, and I'm not going to argue with Dave. He's got all the numbers on his side. My only hesitation with that is you have to qualify for these policies with your pretty good health. Okay, so this isn't... You know, like the Affordable Care Act, where you know everyone is covered regardless. That it does not work that way. You have to pass an underwriting process, and so uh, if you have any sort of memory issues, or you have maybe some uh, challenges with you know diabetic management, or you've had a particular type of cancer, and maybe that's been removed and successful, but there's that in the history. There are all sorts of things that could disqualify you from from uh, from obtaining. A long term care insurance policy. So you just have to be, you know, just have to be just really, really careful with that. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, for the folks out there who may say, well, I'm not going to buy it because what if I don't use it? Okay. Well, again, you're very fortunate you're in the 25%. uh, But the insurance industry is now being pretty creative and they are bundling life insurance policies with long-term care insurance. And so you're covered either way. If you don't need or you don't use your long-term care insurance benefits and you pass away, your beneficiary will receive uh, a, a, an amount uh, a amount paid out through the life insurance part of the contract. If you do need the long-term care insurance, uh, it's easier to qualify for that long-term care insurance by the way when it's bundled with life insurance and then you're covered with the life insurance if you don't need it then your loved ones will receive a death benefit through the life insurance part of it and now you are covered and you're really kind of covered both ways normally i have to say i'm not a huge fan of bundling uh, policies but i like this one for that very specific reason
2: Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert.
0: All right. I keep hearing about this stuff. Let me say first and foremost, when I help our clients... With Senior Care Consulting, find the right senior care community, whether that's assisted living, long-term care, it may involve memory care, it may involve all of the above in a continuing care retirement community, At Senior Care Consulting, we do the research and we find the best available Uh, facilities and communities meeting your exact needs so we there are a lot of really great providers in our area in this listening area and so uh, we're we're very blessed we're very fortunate but guess what I'm hearing more and more negative stories. I want to share one with you here and then I'm going to suggest uh, what you might do about this uh, if you're in this particular place or if you're in a situation similar to this. So uh, this is a place in the Kansas City metro. It has lots and lots of stars next to its name at medicare.gov. And again, that's why I always say you can't just go by a bunch of stars on a page. There's so much more to it. I mean, there's good information but it does not tell the entire story. So I recently worked with a wonderful family and they had a loved one in this particular place and they were telling me, they just went on and on and on and on about some of their frustrations. And I'm like, well, that's not normal. Well, wait a minute, are you kidding me? Well, that's not normal. And and can we do better than that? Uh, Yes, guaranteed we can do better than that. So some of their complaints were they won't help mom with her dentures. I'm like, "What, what does that mean? Uh, they won't, they won't clean them. They won't put it in that, like the soaking solution and, and uh, that, you know, kind of scrubs off any, you know, stains or anything and gets them nice and clean and ready to go. They won't help her put them in her mouth. She's just doing without. And I'm like, well, that's abnormal. That, wh- that doesn't even make sense to me. And they said, well, that's up to the family. Well, what if the family can't be there, you know, uh, twice a day? Uh, that's, That's insane. Every single place I've ever gone to, denture care is just part of the daily support with your activities of daily living. Another one, uh, no flexibility in the meals, the type of meals, or the timing. This is when you'll eat, this is what you'll eat, and you will like it. I'm like, wow. I I think a hospital is even more flexible than that. Uh, To give you an example of what's called culture change or person-centered care, uh, most places who do a good job with culture change or person-centered care at the long-term care level, we're talking about the nursing home level here, most places will say, whenever you'd like to get up, you don't have to have breakfast at seven or any particular time. Whenever you would like to just naturally wake up, then let us know what you'd like and we'll make your breakfast to order. Boom, Done. If you'd like to eat in your room, most places will accommodate that. Now, sometimes that's not a good idea, but, I mean, there's a lot of flexibility here with a culture change and person-centered care. I guess this place has never heard of that, which, again, is insane. Lots of stars by their name. No grooming. There's not been help with shaving or, or anything related to grooming. They, they, they didn't even wipe the supplement from her mouth, kind of on the sides of her mouth, after drinking it. They were just going to put her to bed. I'm like, you're kidding me! I, I'm just, I'm just about to fall on the floor. They won't put in mom's hearing aids. I'm like, you're kidding me! I, I mean, this is just. I, I when I hear stuff like this, I get really, really fired up. Okay, and then, uh, uh, you know, last but not least, they don't, they don't challenge her or encourage her to participate in her rehab therapy. And guess what? All of this, and I'm doing air quotes, care is being paid for by medicare this is not good at all okay so the families complained over and over and over uh, but no improvement no response from the staff uh, regarding all of the many questions and issues so here's what you can do uh, if you've exhausted all your options with no with with no success Call the state of Kansas and report this. This is neglect, a clear case of neglect. 1-800-842-0078 in the state of Missouri. 1-800-392-0210. And last but not least, I'm solidly recommending installing video camera in your loved one's room uh, so that you can keep an eye on them, even if you can't stop by, you know, every hour of every day. This is getting ridiculous, uh, so we're going to have to step up our efforts to making sure our seniors are safe and getting the care that they need and absolutely deserve. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. Alright, I get fired up when I hear when I hear about stuff like that, folks. And again, this is not normal. There, there are some really great places out there. If you need help identifying that, you can call me anytime. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week, right here on Senior Care Live.